This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Top 500 reaches a new summit this week in HPC. Hi, everyone. This is Addison Snell with Intersect 360 Research, and thanks for listening to a special edition of This Week in HPC, live from the ISC conference in the Top 500 Lounge. And I'm joined today by David Turek, who's the vice president of HPC and Cognitive Computing at IBM. Dave, thanks for sitting down with me this morning. Thanks, Addison. Good to be here. We're going to be talking about the new number one supercomputer summit at Oak Ridge National Labs, which is an amazing 187.7 peak petaflops. It just achieved 122.3 in high-performance Linpack to take the new number one spot on the newest top 500 list. Plus, its twin sister Sierra is the new number three at 71.6 petaflops on high-performance Linpack at Lawrence Livermore National Labs. Dave, congratulations to you and the DOE and your teams on this big achievement. Thank you very much. So this is all part of CORAL, which is the collaboration of Oak Ridge, Argonne, and Livermore. Can you talk a little bit about the partnership that brought this whole thing together? Sure. It goes back some number of years. Um, of course, people know the contracts for CORAL were signed in 14, but I think the discussion about next generation architectures of the DOE goes back to around 2011. At that time, IBM was re-examining its own strategy in HPC, and we, we made sort of the seminal observation that big data and analytics were going to become an integral part of how one looked at the evolution of HPC through time. Um, and we had a lot of discussions with the DOE, which I think went a long way to shape the RFP process they formulated and the kind of systems they wanted to get deployed. So the collaboration started early. It worked its way through the RFP process and um, through co-design efforts and collaborative efforts on software to this day. And you're talking about the vision involved here in 2011. That was before shows like this were really dominated by machine learning and AI. But IBM was already on those messages at that time. I remember years ago, IBM campaigns about smart cities and let's build a smarter planet and Watson and Jeopardy and all those great things. IBM has has had this long-term vision for cognitive computing for a while now. This must be uh, uh, the fruition of a lot of foresight. You know, and it goes back further. I remember even when Lou Gerstner was our CEO, we rebranded HPC as deep computing in IBM as a way to convey the degree of insight that one could, could obtain by virtue of using these kinds of systems. And insight is sort of a precursor to this notion of smartness, which is a precursor to the notion uh, manifested in AI today. So it's been an ongoing process. It's evolved through generations of technology and refinement in these kinds of ideas to the point where now you see the summit system uh, producing remarkable results that incorporate AI with, with classic simulation and modeling to tremendous benefit. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Supercomputing by its nature is something that keeps advancing. One supercomputer leapfrogs another, and we, as we move into the future, there, there are new number one systems over time. This is the newest number one system at the, at the peak of achievement. But when we look at Summit and Sierra, what makes these systems unique compared to their predecessors? I, I think there are a handful of factors here. One is its beginning manifestation of the vision we had going back to 11 about the role that uh, big data would play in design. So 
there are architectural features, there are things that we do to reduce latency, to really amplify uh, data throughput, input, and so on. And that's all part and parcel of the foundational requirements you have to really build systems that are effective in AI. Then you put on top of that the ability to do mixed precision kind of arithmetic, and it lets you bounce between classic mod sim activity centered on floating point to you know these half-precision kinds of models that are quite effective in AI. So the infrastructure elements are there to begin combining AI and HPC together. And that really represents the evolutionary trend that we think characterizes HPC from this point forward. The explicit incorporation of smartness or insight through AI kinds of tools that really dr dramatically improve the kinds of benefits you can get from classic simulation and modeling. I really like that point that this is an architecture that can handle the different levels of precision, that can handle both an AI or machine learning type of an application plus a traditional supercomputing kind of an application. Are we going to go get to a point where those aren't separate applications, but they start influencing each other and we, and we see the, the, the two styles of computation mixing within a given workflow or at least application space? I think it's going to be a tremendously rich area of development and innovation. For example, if you look at the role that AI can play in simulation and modeling, you can use this to help you design better simulations by reviewing the corpus of information that's come before you in terms of other kinds of models. We're doing experiments on deploying software that'll help orchestrate simulations more efficiently through machine learning techniques and of course, you would anticipate the utilization of AI to interpret the results of, of simulation and modeling to give you deeper insight than what you could get through conventional means. So it's a confluence of capabilities that will manifest themselves in a very broad set of ways to give enhanced benefit over what people are seeing today. Because they're the same architecture and debuted at about the same time, we tend to talk about the Summit supercomputer at Oak Ridge and the Sierra supercomputer at Livermore in the same breath. Are they going to have differences in focus between the two labs in terms of the types of research or scientific applications they address? So, of course, the labs have different missions. Um, uh, you can look at Oak Ridge as kind of an open science laboratory, and it's broad in its ambition in terms of the scientific disciplines it pursues. You know, you look at chemistry, you look at material science, you look at weather modeling, all these things and, and many, many more domains of investigation are, are active there. And I know in particular, there's a lot of focus on healthcare with respect to issues um, governing veterans uh, affairs and so on that are quite important to the activity going on in Oak Ridge. Livermore is a little different. They have a mission supported by the National Nuclear Security Agency, and so their scientific disciplines are meant to really support the pursuit of the problems involved in that area. And, of course, that system is not as open or won't be open at all at a certain point relative to Oak Ridge. Well, you, you named a, a bunch of different scientific areas here. Are there particular scientific applications that you get excited about that are personal favorites? Are there some scientific breakthroughs that we should be uh, hoping for coming out of these systems in the years to come? I, I think, in a certain sense, past is prologue. What we've known from our previous work with DOE Laboratories is that scaled systems open up avenues of investigation in areas like 
uh, genomics and biosciences, but material science to give you insights that previously were unattainable. And, um, and sometimes it sort of throws a monkey wrench in theory that everybody sort of bought into that now is being second-guessed because you're getting this different level of insight. Scale presents tremendous kinds of opportunities. Take, for example, metabolic processes in healthcare. You're now looking at an era where you can begin to explore these many-scale kinds of problems, things that are operating at an atomic scale all the way up to a gross scale and all points in between to understand the interaction of atomic to molecular processes all the way up to gross anatomical processes. It gives you a dramatically better understanding of health. And that multi-scale kind of approach can be applied to problems in almost any scientific uh, domain. I've been speaking with David Turek, the vice president of HPC and cognitive computing from IBM, about the new Summit supercomputer at the top of the top 500 list out of the Department of Energy at Oak Ridge National Labs. David, congratulations again to you and the DOE on this amazing achievement. Thanks, Addison. And thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. We're going to enjoy the rest of the conference at ISC, and then we'll be back with Michael Feldman and I uh, again at the end of the show. We'll do a big conference wrap-up, so keep tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.